The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my... Welcome to another In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. It's a Saturday morning, bright and early. Yes, I'm enthused. I thank you for tuning in all across the ACN network. That's the American Christian Network, Central and Eastern Washington, of course, parts of Idaho as well. If you're tuning in, I hope you're having a fantastic fall morning. I know we're almost there. It is literally the 17th of September. I cannot believe how fast this year has gone, at least for my family. I'm sure your family is the same way. Whatever you're doing, you're through work with your kids, with school back in session and so forth, and the election around the corner. Literally 52 days from today is election day. Of course, in Washington State, we don't do election day. We do election like six weeks uh, where mail-in ballots or mail-out ballots were mailed out to Washington voters, um, prepaid stamps to our, our veterans, our active military and then um, for many cases, it sits on our desk, our table, or whatever until we get around to actually casting a ballot. And unlike not too long ago, for those that are um, not as young as my kids are, not too long ago, we actually would go to the polls and vote in person with an ID, go into our little booth and vote, and we'd find out who was the winner, literally, that day. We know uh, that night, if you will, or the next morning. Now it seems like any contested race, even some things that aren't quite so close, it may take a day or two, a week, in some cases three weeks, to find out who won. Um, That is not because we have like really, really close races. It's because the system we have needs to be fixed. We have this, this rampant mail-in balloting, same-day voter registration. We've got um, no ID required when it comes to getting your driver's license. Then you get automatically get registered to vote. They automatically register 16-year-olds. We have Then we do the forensic audits, if you will, the canvassing that's been done all across the state. Tambourine Borelli talked about it. The WCU group, the groups over at King County GOP have done some canvassing as well. Glenn Morgan's done some. Many people in the state of Washington have found literally thousands of people that no longer live here still cast a ballot. There's thousands of people that were um, previously or deceased still casting a ballot. There's these massive clearinghouses across the state where people, um, like literally 100 or 200 or 300 ballots come into an apartment building, which you think, okay, not not that big a deal, uh, and cast, but those people don't live there. Or into a business address where somebody's filling these out and turning them in. Now, of course, we all know this. We all know that, hey, okay, we have the most safe and uh, honest and uh, election ever. No, we have problems. We have known problems. Democrats, Republicans, and independents alike all know we have problems. But, However, if you question um, the results based on those problems, you know, you're somehow extreme. I know President Biden came out and basically said anybody that questions the outcome of the 2020 election, you're now uh, anti-democracy. You know, it's a threat to the safe or the uh, peaceful transition of power, if you will. That's all bunk. 
I mean, we are in a land, the land of free speech. We're in the land where it's actually protected under the Constitution, where the people, us, you and me, are the ones that are in power, not those that we elect to office. They answer to us. So in the land of free speech, we should be able to say, I don't know. I want more transparency. I want more clarity. I want to be in a place and time where our elected officials can say, yeah, here, here's, here's, here's audit at your free will. Here are the results. Here's what were cast. Here's how we did it. And we're so open and transparent, you're free to check, just like your public records request. And yeah, I know that's almost Pollyannic in modern day. When you think about it, what we've got, when you think about um, we had the Washington State Legislature two terms ago uh, run a bill that we got wind of to not allow public records to access conversations and communications that our elected representatives actually have. And they say it's because there's constituents, it's privacy issues. No, no, no. Oftentimes it's lobbyists or special interests. Uh, they didn't want that to be exposed. We had our former Secretary of State, Kim Wyman, um, lobby and advocate for um, bills to change what we could look at during elections. Now, I don't know what the purpose of that is, but it doesn't seem like on the surface as being very open and transparent, if that's really what you're up, up after. Now, this show's not on election integrity. This show's not on that. But my opinion is, clearly something stinks to high heaven when everybody's trying to make us look away, intimidate us to look away. Don't you dare ask a question about that. But now, if someone in a relationship starts acting fishy and gets defensive, they're doing something. That's just, you know, we know it's human nature. When people work overtime to uh, tell you that if you actually ask these questions and you're somehow a anti-democracy, you're, uh, you're extreme, then we should be looking even closer. And when they didn't care, if they said, hey, look, Check out the election results. Check out the, uh, go ahead and uh, be, feel free to audit these at your expense or whatever uh, to make sure that we're all safe and good. People wouldn't care. They're like, okay, I trust you then. You, you have nothing to hide. You're going to show it. Then I don't really, they were good. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? The old uh, Arsenio Hall show would always say, things that make you go, hmm. Well, that makes me go, hmm. So today on In My Opinion, which you can hear, um, this show, if you did, if you miss it live, you can always hear the rebroadcast, if you will, on any podcasting station. I won't say any, I guess, but most. Uh, Anchor, iTunes, iHeart, you can go to uh, Facebook and My Morning Show, Morning Show Marty, and you can find it there. Um, you can look at it, go to, um, you tell your smart speaker. You can say, smart speaker, whatever, Alexa, play Mar uh in my opinion, by uh, Marty McClendon, and it will play. You can also play our other show, play Doug and Marty versus the World, and lo and behold, it will actually play the most recent podcast, which is just the uh, posting of this show for another site for those that miss it or the those that want to go back and do the archives, if you will. But it's always better live because there's things happen all the time. The most current things, the news cycle, if you will, as we're engaged in the state, we, uh, we have, you know, obviously it's election season. 
Um, we are in the moment now of electing those who represent us in the state house, state senate, local jurisdictions, auditor, treasurer, and so forth. U.S. Senate, as we talked about Tiffany Smiley before, um, the writing campaign by Brad Clipper, which I mentioned last week as well and on both of our shows, really super important to get the word out. Uh, Christians, get engaged. It's a spiritual battle. Uh, tune in today for Doug and Marty versus the world, where I really hit that heavily about the spiritual battle. I'll talk a little bit about that today as well. But I want to start off the show, and uh, as always, we want to honor God. We want to honor God with this because we know um, that without Him, we can do all things with Christ who strengthens us. Uh, and but when we try to do things on our own, we we struggle. I know I do. When it's on my own thinking, my own understanding, I fail because uh, the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 said, trust in and rely on the Lord, right? Um, this is really important. And do not lean on your own understanding. These, and when we do uh, trust the Lord, he removes obstacles from our path. When we don't and rely on our own, we tend to fail because we're being prideful. So that's me personally. I posted the other day, I think I said it last week's show too, that uh, it takes commitment to start something, whether it be a change in, in your lifestyle, whether it be drawing closer to God, or whatever, whatever it may be, to love your wife, your children more, uh, or in a better way. It takes consistency to finish, though. And that's where um, me personally, uh, consistency uh, boils down to I need to do the small things day by day. But it's like when God says that when those who are faithful and little will be given much, those that are consistent in making those small changes over time will have success, will have gain, will hit, will hit the mark, if you will. Same thing in Scripture where, where this, the, the Bible talks about that where God said that obedience is better than sacrifice. Oftentimes our tithe, oftentimes our sacrifice where we fast is 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 honor. In the Old Testament, they would uh, burn the, the fat of calves, right, uh, to honor the Lord. And yet what he wants us to do is follow in alignment with his will, his will for our life. His will in Jeremiah 29, 11 says is to bless us, to give us a future and a hope. And so I want that. So a part of that comes down to we hate and our human our fleshly form is to submit, to be obedient sounds very uh, almost anti-American if you if you will, but it's not. It's where God can bless us, can use us, so where we can hit uh, find out who we're called to be and who we're designed to be in Scripture, uh, who who we've been made to be, and so that's an encouragement for you there. So, but all right now that. I talked about this on our other show as well, but this is really interesting. This whole Martha's Vineyard thing. There's something very important. Now, Martha, Martha's Vineyard is a island off of Cape Cod, so it's in the northeast. Um, we've heard a lot about it. I, we know that uh, Martha Stewart's up there. Bill Clinton's up there. Uh, um, Barack Obama bought a big old mansion up there. Um, millions and millions of dollars. We know that the Kennedys were up there. We know that uh, John Kennedy Jr., who uh, died in the plane crash years ago, was on the way to Martha's Vineyard. It seems to be this this super elite, rich place for Democrats to go, leftists to go, for has been for decades. So we know about it through the news. We know about it through movies. I used to watch a TV show called uh, Royal Pains. It was in the Hamptons, you know, um, up in that general area as well. So... Of not a geographical message here, but the point is, is there's something about why is it all these 
powerful elite leftists there. When I'm thinking about all the former Republican presidents that I know of, that I remember, whether it be Bush and Bush or um, Reagan, and before that, they typically went to the ranch. They went to Texas. They went to other places where they lived, and they didn't. Uh, Martha's Vineyard wasn't the typical place. But then again, other presidents go to Camp David as their vacation, and that sometimes is not good enough for this president, um, Joe Biden. I say all that because this week, um, Ron DeSantis, the governor of, of Florida, yes, I kind of have a man crush on Ron DeSantis. Only from a political standpoint, he's showing real courage. And I'm, I'm one that, I, that's my mantra, it's not my mantra, it's my, my, my life verse, if you will, is Joshua 1.9, where God says to Joshua to be strong and of good courage or courageous, not to be fearful or dismayed. Remember, Joshua was going into the promised land, had to go around Jericho before. Uh, he was just taken over for Moses. I mean, it's a big deal. So I can understand why he was uh, fearful or dismayed. But God said, I'm going to be with you wherever you go. So this courage. So when I see acts of courage, especially from those in political positions, uh, all life uh, it encourages me to be more courageous. When I ran for office and have ran for office, it's that stepping out in faith to do so, feeling like I'm called, I have a message, I have there's there's a, there's a meaning for uh, the opportunity to make a real difference in the neighbors and my family's lives um, with good policy. And so I, I say that there, there's uh, the man crash is because um, for about gosh at least two years or more, he's gotten a lot of notoriety. This is Ron DeSantis for making the right decisions, for pushing back on the COVID restrictions by saying, we're not going to shut our state down. We're not going to do something silly. We're going to protect the most vulnerable. We're going to provide you know, monoclonal antibodies and buy up as much as we can so our citizens have the access to them. They provided vaccines. They provided whatever, but it made it free will. Make your own choices, which is where we are now by the CDC two years later. But they were doing that up front. They also said they went after education. We're not going to put this CRT and this woke agenda in our schools. In fact, we're we're going to hire police officers from other states that were when they were anti-cop. So Florida and Ron DeSantis, under his leadership, has been very bold, very uh, counter what the woke agenda of the left has been, and and has had great success. They've got billions, like twenty billion dollars surplus, because they're not overtaxing people. They're not they don't have this big homeless problem and drug problem and so forth. That's a big lead up, but there's a reason why I like what he's doing. It takes courage to stand against uh, Disney who came after him and all, and the left about this old uh, don't say gay bill, which it wasn't. They will always lie and besmirch you when you're in the public eye. If you stand on conservative um, constitutional values, you will be attacked. I've been attacked. It, it depends on what you do when you're attacked. He's like, bring it on. Let's do more. So him, Christy Nome, Greg Abbott, and others are governors that I look up to and said, all right, when and if I'm ever elected governor, this is the way I want to govern, where I actually do the right things no matter what, do the godly things no matter what, stand for the people that elected you no matter what, and don't cave into the political pressure that is going to come. So I say all that because this week, uh, Ron DeSantis, working with Greg Abbott of Texas, um, bust in or flew in, I should say, got two planes to um, 
transport 50, 50, just a small number of people of, of Venezuelan immigrants, people that were here uh, crossing the border illegally. Uh, they came into Texas. They, they worked together to transport them by plane to Martha's Vineyard, you know, this famous, rich, elite place that are uh, famous with the leftists who are, you know, open border, sanctuary city. There's nothing to see at the southern border. No problem. In fact, Kamala Harris was on the news, um, well, if you call it news, CNN, saying, yeah, we have a secure border. We have a broken system, but we have a secure border. And even the Democrat um, commentator said, but we have got 2 million people crossing the border illegally this year alone. How is that secure? And they won't answer it, but they know it's not secure. It's not their intent. So anyway, in response to that, uh, DeSantis, uh, working with Abbott, flies in 50 to Martha's Vineyard. And of course, they declare a state of an emergency because 50 people in, in a place that affluent that has 17,000 uh, full-time residents and 14,000 homes. So it's not like they're overrun with 50, okay? Uh, and the Obamas themselves probably fit 50 in their house alone. But in a state of emergency, they want federal funds to take care of these immigrants, these 50, and which is hypocrisy, right? What about open borders? What about sanctuary cities? And of course, that's we know it's not, but it shows and highlights the hypocrisy of it. What even more puts like an exclamation point on it is that within two hours, they brought in buses and bussed them off of Martha's Vineyard, off the island, said, nope, you can't stay here. Uh, you have to go somewhere else. So- that in itself takes courage to do that. Abbott and DeSantis on the southern states are leading the way on doing this. Now, there's some naysayers, and I'm one of them as well when it comes to the cons of this, is we it's not fixing the southern border. These people that came across illegally the, that were released in Texas or whatever are being transported farther in uh, to the country whether it be Chicago or Michigan or whatever, more likely than not will stay in the country forever uh, the farther they get in. So that is the con of it. The pro of it, not only because it's courageous, is it's making national news, international news, for it's showing the hypocrisy between what the Democrats say or the leftists say and what they actually do. And so I think the more they put pressure on these sanctuary cities, the better it will be for all of us. Because crime, uh, drug trafficking, these gangs that come across um, are all rampant right now because there's no control, because of the open borders policy. We have to fix immigration, both Republican and Democrat have to do it. Unfortunately, right now, we have one side that doesn't want to fix it. This bodes well to them, they think, strategically for voting, and we don't want that. So whether you're Democrat or Republican or Independent, we all know, uh, we've seen the numbers that um, child trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, drugs are rampant, fentanyl coming across the border from China through the southern border. We've got MS-13 gangs, which we uh, heavily involved in, in southern United States. In those trading, the bringing trafficking, I should say, drugs and people. You've got uh, a record two million that we know of crossing this year alone. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for the people that are being trafficked. It's dangerous for those that are being uh, that they're paying to get across the border. 
It's dangerous for U.S. citizens who not only are bearing the burden financially, but they're also dealing with the increase in crime, the increase in unsafe neighborhoods, the increase in drugs, people dying. It's, it is an epidemic, a pandemic of the drug overdoses. Um, so we've got some real issues here that can be fixed if we actually have leadership on the southern border. Yes, you have to secure it. Yes, you have to have a stay in Mexico policy like Trump did. Yes, you have to look at what it takes to, to qualify to be in the U.S. There's got to be, you know, we allow a million, plus we have literally tens of thousands of H-1B visas where we bring people over because of their skill sets. Um, we have the guest worker programs. We're very generous from immigration. Fine. Tweak it, do whatever, but we've got to fix this. It's not fair to anybody. And, and even though an, a polling that was done in Washington State, the number one issue is inflation. You know, obviously that's affecting everybody's pocketbook, ability to provide for your family, and so forth. And of course, crime is number two. Crime is rampant, specifically in leftist-run cities and, and states. And we've seen that. We see rampant crime here, especially in Seattle, but it's spread all throughout the Puget Sound right now, and Spokane as well, where you have crime. You have unprosecuted crime. You've got drug problems. You've got homelessness. You've got addiction. you got mental health problems. And we've always had some of that, but it is on literally on steroids right now because of the policies and the people that were elected to power. And when you have the Soros-backed uh, prosecuting attorneys that won't prosecute, when you have police forces that have been decimated, either through a vaccine mandate or through the Black Lives Matter or the anti-police movement uh, that are now way understaffed and their hands are tied, they can't do it. With the legislation passed by the Democrats the session before last, that literally couldn't allow them, wouldn't allow them to pursue someone that fleed. Or the um, rape cases in King County that won't be prosecuted because there's no officer to do it. That's not their priority right now. What do you think about the the woman that's raped, uh, that they get the rape kit done, but the, who knows if they'll ever follow up on it? That is not fair. That encourages criminal behavior, and we've got to put a stop to it, which is why I'm talking about this today. The second story I want to talk about, I also talked this, about this on my other show with Doug, Doug and Marty versus the world on these same stations every day, uh, every Saturday, I should say, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, tune into that as well. But this one is, it really struck me. Um, Liz Wheeler, she was a anchor or is an anchor for OAM, which is a conservative news outlet out of San Diego. Um, hard-hitting articles and, and punch, but she's very thorough on her research and so forth. And she was talking about um, the LGBTQIA, you know, the, the alphabet soup that keeps on getting longer. Remember, we started off with the LGBTQ, lesbian, bi, gay, transgender, whatever, or queer. Anyway, I don't, it, it doesn't matter. And they have the gay pride flag, and then they have the transgender flag. And it, we know that there's never an end to this. You give an inch, you give a mile. And there's been an attack on our, our faith, an attack on our children, and trying to this, this grooming that we've seen at the national, state, and local levels uh, in our schools that we've been fighting back. We've been talking about this for now for years, realizing this is a spiritual battle 
being played out before our very eyes, and we've got to get engaged. Not only do we have to pray, ask for God's guidance, but we have to get engaged, getting voting, show up at school board meetings, you know, um, bring to light the stuff that's being done in the darkness, which is uh, what we do here on the radio show is trying to bring things to light. Well, anyway, she was saying that they're adding another letter to this, um, the LGBTQIA+. Plus. I don't know what, what they all mean, by the way, but it's S. And they're adding Satanism to the alphabet. And you're like, you ask yourself, what does Satanism have to do with lesbian, queer, bi, gay, all the, the that an acronym? And what she said was the tenets, besides being anti-God, and it's a, it's a religion, by the way, as my, my co-host Doug said, um, what about separation of church and state, which we know is not a thing, but uh, their tenet, their uh, sexual tenet is to fulfill yourself uh, whatever way you want to. Instant gratification, uh, any way which what, whatsoever. So basically um, depravity. So all the stuff about adult child attraction, the transgender, the same sex attraction, male, male, female, female, all the stuff. That's why Satanism is being added to it because it adopts that and promotes that. I mean, it's, it's anything against traditional values, godly values, as the Bible says that in the last days, um, people will call good evil and evil good. We're there. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we're there. It, it, they're literally promoting wickedness. But by adding S to the whole alphabet, it reveals the intent as well. It's like, oh, the eyes should be open now. Not only is this evil, but now the root in it is the the father of lies. The, the Satan, the the one that actually took the angels, the, you know, third of the angels, and fell and rebelled against God, the the one that wants to still kill and destroy your soul, or your very soul, and your kid's soul, is at work because they're honoring this as a, a, a religion as part of this whole movement, right? It, it's uh, fit and partial. And then she's talking about the the gay pride flag. They've added a brown stripe and a black stripe. The brown stripe is to represent that uh, indigenous people that that um, um, we've stolen their land. Okay, well, that's a political statement. Again, how does that fit into the LGBTQ and so forth? Uh, once it's it's contradicting or confronting traditional values that, that the nation is a good nation founded on godly principles. And they're saying, no, the nation was a wicked nation, that stolen nation. So they're refuting the basic tenets of America. The second part with the black uh, stripe now added to the flag, Black Lives Matter. Why, again, would you add a black stripe to this and why, why how does it tie in? Black Lives Matter says that America was founded upon slavery. Evil intentions wasn't a good nation. Black Lives Matter was founded by two black lesbians. It says black lesbians uh, lives matter. So we know that this is all about, that. that's why it ties into the, 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 the alphabet soup, if you will. This agenda that started can't remember the flower piven, if you will. It's a it's an agenda um, to drive um, gay and transgender uh, policy through um, local jurisdictions, state jurisdictions, federal jurisdictions, and and education. So now you see it rampant everywhere. In our state alone, it was the former lieutenant governor Brad Owen, and um, now Congressman Derek Kilmer working with Ed Murray, the former mayor of Seattle, that wrote the same-sex marriage bill in Washington State. Uh, Derek Kilmer and Ed Murray wrote it, uh, got it passed through the body. You had, not passed, all the way through. Then you had um, 
uh, the lieutenant governor pulled to the floor so it actually got a vote, and then it was signed into law, and we were told, no, it's just the, everything but marriage is not good enough, it's not fair, this is all we want. And it came out later through Clower Piven that the goal wasn't marriage or equality. It was destroying the institution of marriage because the institution of marriage honors God. God says one man, one woman. Um, God says this is his design to bless generations. It's through our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. And when you destroy that, same sex, you have no children. You can adopt them, I get that, but you destroy the generational blessing. When you destroy the definition of a marriage between man and female, you destroy God's very design, which is the whole intent. So now it all comes much clearer. People, it's a spiritual battle. It's a battle between good and evil, God and the devil, for our very souls and the souls of our kids. This nation was founded upon biblical principles and has received enormous blessing, but has helped more people around the world out of poverty than any other nation in history. When we put our trust in God, when a nation looks to God, so the the Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, "If my people, who are uh, called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal their land." It is time, Christians, to humble ourselves and pray, to turn from our wicked ways, to hear have God intervene, and then have Him use us, our hands and feet, to do our very best to vote this evil out of office, to show up, to speak truth, to be courageous in this time. I want to encourage you all. All right, take care. God bless. And I'll talk to you next week on In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. So big and so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God.